you are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team beat writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell offered today's episode, but he is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. That show and this show both also found on the Odyssey app. On Twitter, we are at WrestleMania621, DHarrison82, and Locked WFT Pod. On today's show, it's crossover Thursday. I'm going to be joined by the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, David Drogemeyer. But first, we got to talk injury updates here as we barrel towards week one and Sunday as a Washington football team opens up at home in FedEx Field against the Los Angeles Chargers. The biggest news coming out of Washington today, guys, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, returned to practice on on earlier in the week, Monday and Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, seemed to aggravate that injury, that groin injury during warmups. Was not a was not a participant at practice. The only player listed on the Washington Football Team injury report, a DNP, did not practice. Uh, no game status updates right now. Ron Rivera telling media that they're going to play day by day, continue to monitor him, but it does not look good right now. And listen, Ron Rivera has been preaching patience with star wide receiver that the team just brought over from Carolina this year. Uh, Ron Rivera knows what they have in this receiver. They know what he can bring to this team, and I think they feel like he is too important to rush out onto the field. So if he feels even a slight pull or twinge, something's not right, some muscle's not firing off the way that it needs to to allow him to do everything he needs to do, they're going to put him on the shelf. They're going to let it heal all the way before they rush him out here. You'd rather have him for 13, even 14 weeks than have him for two weeks and lose him for the entirety of the season. A lot of Washington fans keeping a level head on social media, agreeing with the same approach. So that's always good to see. But again, a situation you're going to want to monitor. Everybody wants to see Curtis get on the field sooner rather than later. But it's got to be done in a smart way. I think everybody on the same page. For the Los Angeles Chargers, perhaps, honestly, a little bit of a bigger concern on Wednesday. Austin Eckler, running back, listed with a hamstring injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Trey Marshall, defensive back with an ankle injury, also did not practice. Brian Balaga, the offensive tackle, listed with a groin injury. Gabe Neighbors, the fullback, listed with a knee injury. Both were still full participants, so probably good to go. Austin Eckler, though, that running back, I mean, this Los Angeles Chargers team has had a lot of injuries over the years. If they lose that starting running back, that is going to be a big problem, especially going up against this Washington football team defense. So a situation to monitor there. Hamstrings are always a problem. Soft tissue injury is always a problem. So you hope that, you know, just as a general human being standpoint, that Austin Eckler uh, is going to be fine. But for this matchup against the Washington football team, if he is not able to recover from that hamstring injury by the end of the week, not able to play, that's going to be a big problem for Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. Of course, we will get more into the Curtis Samuel talk tomorrow as Chris and I are rejoined. But for right now, Crossover Thursday is about to happen. I'm David Harrison, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Drogemeyer and I have the Locked On Chargers podcast. We'll be back here in just a few seconds to do this first week one crossover of the 2021 NFL season. And we're going to do so thanks to friends of ours over at Manscaped. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes, our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor when you use a lawnmower 4.0. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 
Locked On. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is the ultimate parlay to take your grooming game to the next level. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Odds are you'll be sweating and feeling the heat after a big bet. Fix the sweat and stink with Manscaped's liquid formulations or crop preserver ball deodorant for before you send it and crop reviver ball toner for when you need a boost mid bet. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, guys, I'm back here at the Locked On Podcast Network's Crossover Thursday. I am David Harrison, one of the hosts of the Locked On Washington football team podcast on Twitter at DHarrison82. He is David Drogemeyer, one of the hosts of the Locked On Chargers podcast at DroTalkSD. That's D-R-O Talk S-D, like San Diego, because that's where the Chargers used to be from, and a lot of people say they still belong. David doing a great job over there with his co-host, Daniel Wade, John Keegley, my co-host and I, Chris Russell. I think we do a good job. But other people would have to uh, to chime in on that. Of course, David, you do, brother. Week one, we made it to the regular season. Twenty twenty one NFL is here. Thank you. Not only Jesus. have we made it, but fans have made it back. We're gonna have fans in the stands again. FedEx Field is gonna be packed. There's gonna be some Chargers fans. There's gonna be hopefully more Washington Football Team fans. We'll have to see. But they're all gonna be there to see two guys that are more important, generally speaking, in football than anybody else. That's the quarterbacks. A lot of questions about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sure we're gonna talk about that here in a minute. But Justin Herbert, a guy that. I am absolutely in love with as a quarterback. I have him in a dynasty league, not the network's dynasty league, unfortunately, but I have him in one of my dynasty leagues. Absolutely looking forward to having some quarterback dominance for the entirety of his career in that fantasy league. For Washington football team fans who don't know about him, 6-9 and nine as a starter in 2020, 67% completion percentage, 4,300 and 4,336 yards passing, 31 touchdowns with just 10 interceptions. Jameis Winston could never expectations from Herbert in 2021 and in week one specifically from you, Dave Drogemeyer, host of the Locked on Chargers podcast. Yeah, I mean, the expectations for the year are very, very high. And it's because of what we saw him do last year with very little preparation. He, he really did not have any opportunity to get reps with the ones because Tyrod Taylor went into the season as the unquestioned starter. That was what Anthony Lynn wanted. He wanted Justin Herbert to sit and season yeah. for a little bit. And then when he thought he was ready to throw him out there and see what he could do. But <clears throat> unfortunate and an unfortunate accident happened with the doctor and Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert basically has to go out there with zero uh -huh. notice. And he goes out there and almost beats the Super Bowl champion chiefs, uh, puts up one hell of a performance and then goes on to have one of the most historic rookie quarterback seasons in NFL history. So this year, my expectations are much higher. And the reason for that is because the offensive line that is going to be in front of Justin Herbert is much improved. Four out of the five starters from last year have been replaced and unquestionably upgraded. They're going to be much better players. They had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. That is not going to be the case this year. So because of that and because of some of the wrinkles and some of the things that this new offense is going to do that was really built specifically for Justin Herbert is the reason why this Chargers offense is going to be very explosive. Now, Against this Washington football team defense, this is going to be a true test. And I'm kind of excited to see this 
in week one because it's going to be a great barometer to see what Justin Herbert and this offense are going to look like in year two. Yeah, and you mentioned that remade offensive line. I mean, that's that's really, for me, that's got to be the biggest question for the Chargers offense heading into week one because you are facing a defense that's known to get after the quarterback and have such a solid front seven. And then you've got this offensive line that, you know, on paper, like you said, looks upgraded, looking to protect Justin Herbert, hopefully make some lanes uh, for your running game and, and give your weapons some time to get open in, in, in the field. But how much has this Chargers offensive line really been able to, to gel do you think do you think that they're ready for the competition they have in ahead of them with the washington football team defensive front which has been together now for two years adding jamin davis there in the middle part of that pack or do you think this could be kind of one of those baptism by fire moments where justin herbert better be ready for for the for the no opportunity one second defenders on you type of situations or do you, i mean do you think this this unit is solidified and good with what they've been able to do in the preseason well, this unit hasn't played very much in the preseason. They yeah. followed the model of a lot of teams in the NFL to where they wanted to protect their starters and really ensure that they could get to week one as healthy as possible. But with how the Chargers went about constructing this offensive line, I feel very confident in their ability to protect Justin Herbert. It starts in the middle with the Chargers signed one of the best centers in the NFL and Corey Lindsley from the Packers. He is that commander, that guy who is, has a lot of experience, who got to work with a great Hall of Fame quarterback, or at least quarter, quarterback to be in Aaron Rodgers. So I feel very confident in his ability to really help Justin Herbert out with some of those checks, with some of those protections, take some of that off of Justin Herbert's plate. And then you have Matt Filer that's going to be on one side of him and Odea Bushi on the other side, two established guards that have played at a high level in the NFL. And I think that's going to really help. I, I think the outlier here is the health of Brian Belaga on the right side and what Rashawn Slater, the rookie 13th overall pick is going to do by all accounts he has looked phenomenal in training camp. He's been dominant. He's went up against Joey Bosa and ha and won reps. And Joey Bosa is one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. Yeah. So if what we've seen from Rashawn Slater in the preseason translates to the regular season, I feel very good about what this offensive line is going to do for the Chargers and for Justin Herbert in this game. I do feel like he's going to have more time than a few seconds. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as the Joey Bosa comment, I mean, Going back to his Ohio State days, I can promise you, and you can promise our listeners, Joey Bosa doesn't take a rep off. It doesn't matter at where all. you're at or what situation you're in. He's bringing you his his A game every single snap. So let's flip over, David, real quick to the defense. Linebacker Kenneth Murray Jr. recently said some things or said something that might ruffle the feathers of some Washington football team fans out there. Was asked about the potential that the Chargers defense had, and the quote is, quote, best in the league, period, end quote. That's the potential for this defense, according to Kenneth Murray Jr., who is also expected to take a fairly significant jump and leap and step in his NFL career this year. What is it that makes the Chargers defense so strong, so confident in Murray's words? Do you believe he was overstating the the, the potential for this defense? Or do you think he's on point? And also, where's the weak link? Because there's always a weakest link in, 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 any, or in any unit, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. If this defense is that strong, where is the weak link to be found if there is one? Yeah, I feel like the confidence comes from the fact that the Chargers have playmakers and impact guys at every level of their defense. 
You look at the back end, you have a superstar who is returning a true positionless player in Derwin James, which should strike fear in Washington football team fans because he can literally do anything that you ask him to do on the football field. He is a very rare athlete. He can cover your number one wide receiver. He can cover your tight ends. He can cover your running backs. He can rush. He can play in the box. He can play back. Derwin James can do everything on the football field that you ask him to do on the defensive side. He is a complete player on that side of the ball. And then Kenneth Murray, you talked about Kenneth Murray. He is an alpha dog. He has that type of personality to where he feels like he's the best and he's going to go out there and prove it. And he was playing in a defense that wasn't really suited for his Mm -hmm. strengths. He's a downhill type linebacker. He's a guy who has great speed. He can go sideline to sideline who is really at his best when he's using his instincts and going and snuffing out the, the ball carrier. That is where Kenneth Murray is at his best. And then we talked about Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa has an endless motor. He is healthy. He's feeling strong. He is in a defense that is going to, really give him more one-on-one opportunities. And when Joey Bosa gets more one-on-one opportunities, that turns into good things for the Chargers. Now, as far as the weakness is concerned, I think you look at the middle, the interior of the defensive line for the Chargers, it's just a little bit unproven. You have Linval Joseph, who is a proven commodity, a good run stuffer, not going to give you much as a pass rusher, but you have two younger guys named Justin Jones and Jerry Tillery. Those two guys are guys that we need to see more from if the Chargers defense wants to go where Kenneth Murray is saying that they can go. So those are two guys I'm going to be looking at, seeing what their contributions are in this first game and throughout the season. But that would be the weakness if I had to pick one. Yeah, so Washington football team fans have been excited to see their defense in action, their their full first-team defense in full action, uh, hoping that they're going to send Kenneth Murray and the Chargers home regretting saying that they could have the best defense in the league by showing them what Washington football team fans think is the true best defense in the league. Either way, two great defenses on the field. It should be a fun game. But when you look at the Washington football team in their 2021 configuration as of right now, what makes you worried that the Chargers might be leaving D.C. 0-1? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this Washington football team, it obviously starts with the defense. I mean, they have a, a great pair of edge rushers that – they definitely strike fear in you. I mean, they're phenomenal. Montez Sweat and, of course, Chase Young is an absolute animal. I think that that matchup between Chase Young and Rashawn Slater are going to be very exciting to watch. Uh, that's definitely something. If the Chargers cannot or do not have Brian Belaga on the right side in this game and they have to have Storm Norton kick in and play right tackle, that does definitely give me some concern. And if they don't help him on that right side. It could make for a long day. And then you guys have some great weapons on the offensive side. Antonio Gibson, uh, a converted wide receiver going running back, had a breakout campaign last year. They add in D- uh, Curtis Samuel. They obviously have Terry McLaurin, who all they all run under 4-4. They're just spectacular speed guys. If they don't get pressure on Fitzmagic and they don't make him throw those interceptions that we all know that is in his game, then it could be for a long game and result in an 0-1 game. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then last question, David, before we flip this over and you grill me about the Washington football team, who is a player on the Los Angeles Chargers roster that general football fans may not know about? So we know the Keenan Allens. I think Justin Herbert did enough to be known across the league, no matter who you're a fan of. 
But there are players on this roster that are that are good, you know, outside of Joey Bosa, outside of Derwin James, um, that Washington fans who only pay attention to the burgundy and gold might have to pay attention to on Sunday when the Chargers invade FedEx Field. Yeah, that's a great question. I think on the offensive side, I look at Donald Parham, who is a tight end. He is six foot eight. He is a gigantic man. He has a huge catch radius. He is going and he runs very, very well. He's a very difficult man to bring to the ground. He's a guy that Washington football fans should definitely be concerned with, especially if they use him to target that inexperienced linebacking core uh, that, well, the Washington football team is going to be sporting on Sunday. So that's a guy I would be wary of because of that unique size and that just incredible catch radius. He's a guy is very dangerous. Yeah, I like you. I like you dig, digging deep. I love when I ask that question to hosts uh, because I ask on every crossover because I, I love getting that answer from people and they find me a guy, 10 catches, 159 career yards to his name, but could very much make himself known to another fan base this weekend. That's amazing. And those types of players are the ones that make these swings happen. So when it's one team is favored, one team is is not favored. And then all of a sudden the things go the way that nobody expected them to go. Those are the kinds of players that if you know about them, they give you a little bit of insight. Maybe you get a little bit of confidence to put some money where confidence is. And if you do that, you get over to betonline.ag, the number one spot for pro and college football action this season because football has returned starting last weekend with college football madness going on everywhere. The NFL back officially this week. Get all your updated odds, props, and contests over at betonline.ag, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at betonline.ag. Head there, sign up today, and get a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Be sure you also take advantage of their opening day super promo happening today. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That's today. Season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when you sign up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This crossover episode of the Locked, your favorite Locked On podcast show, also brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is literally impossible for your local chain store or your dealer to stock all the parts you're ever going to need. Instead, you're going to get the parts that they happen to carry because they're paid to, and they're going to charge you the do-it-yourself or more than they're going to charge their buddy down the street who owns the garage and brings them all kinds of business. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at that chain store or new car dealership when you can get it cheaper at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, and it's remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, the prices there are always reliably low, and like I said, the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, guys, we are back with this crossover episode, the very first crossover of the season. We made it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm here with David Harrison, Locked On Football Team, here with me, David Drogemeyer, Locked On Chargers host. And we're going to flip things over now, and I'm going to ask some questions to you uh, about this Washington football team. And I think we have to start with the most important 
position on the football field. That is the quarterback position. We know that the Washington football team has a great defense. We know also that they have some great weapons that they've added, but I think the most important piece is the quarterback. So how has Fitz Magic looked this offseason, and what is the confidence level in his ability to take this team through a 17-game slate? Yeah, well, it, it depends on who you ask. So if you ask the coaching staff and the team, the confidence level is all the way at the top. There's, there's no concerns, there's no worries. Everything's going to go swimmingly, splendidly. Fitzmagic is in the nation's capital to stay, at least for the 2021 NFL season. If you ask the fan base, and honestly, a lot of the media members, we have no idea what's about to happen. Because just like a lot of NFL teams, right? we just talked about this on the previous segment, the Washington football team prioritized health over preparation. Perseverance over preparation, that's kind of the way I've been putting it, is they want to make sure their team gets to the regular season as healthy as possible. How do they do that? By minimizing reps in the preseason, in the full contact portion of their training camp and their, and their ramp up to the regular season. So that's great. Everybody's healthy or getting healthy in the case of uh, Curtis Samuel. But at the end of the day, what it also means is we really haven't seen a lot from this first team offense. And there's a lot of new pieces, not just the quarterback. You got new weapons, you got new offensive line members. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces on this offense that really have not had a lot of run off there. I mean, they're coming basically out of the factory off the lot. Maybe they've had a couple test drives, but I mean, you're, you're looking at a new vehicle here in this Washington offense has got maybe 20 miles on it. If you catch my, my analogy there, that's not really a, a way to know exactly how that whole thing is going to get driven. So, I mean, that's kind of the two sides of this conversation is a whole lot of unknowns, but then inside the building, it's a whole lot of no, we're good. We're, we're confident. So we'll see which one's actually accurate. Well, and, and also watching Fitzmagic's career, he hasn't, really finished a season. I mean, it seems like he always gets replaced at some point. And so if he hasn't, if he, if he doesn't play as well as he's expected to play, what's the backup plan? And is there confidence that that person can come in and keep things afloat? Yeah. Taylor Heineke is by and large considered the number two quarterback and on their official depth chart, he is listed as the second quarterback. I kind of contend. And again, this is something that we really haven't had to see happen yet so we're all kind of going off a of gut feeling just kind of what we know uh, about the roster about the staff I think that basically Ron Rivera you know if, if it's an injury situation like Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt and you know knock on wood the hope that it doesn't happen then yes I think Taylor Heineke is the guy in there if it's a situation where it's like you know he's injured now so next week he's not gonna be able to play then I think they're gonna play it as a matchup thing if they think Kyle Allen gives them the best chance to win they'll put him out there if they think Taylor Heineke gives them the best chance they'll put him out there there is a very dedicated part of the Washington football team fan base that believes Taylor Heineke is actually the best quarterback for this team on this roster right now, even over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think it extends past the fan base. Like I don't know of a media member that agrees, you know, publicly or privately with that take. And obviously the coaching staff doesn't because even though they've preached that this has been a quarterback competition from the jump, really, I mean, it's, it's been Ryan Fitzpatrick's job to lose and he did nothing to lose it either because he has looked well in practice for the most part, there's been some some down moments, of course, uh, or the fact that he just hasn't played in the preseason enough to really have the opportunity to lose the job. So the backup plan, you know, from from a simplistic standpoint, I would say is Taylor Heineke more mobile than a guy like Kyle Allen, maybe a less polished thrower. But Kyle Allen has a lot of injury history himself, and you know he's he's kind of one of those quarterbacks too that has had opportunities and kind of shown you what he could be. Taylor Heineke is a guy who has had some chances and he's been in the league a little bit but he really hasn't had the opportunity to go out there and show what he can do with a consistent and long and extended uh, exposure as a starting quarterback. So he's kind of the guy that people are curious about. And believe me, if Fitzpatrick starts struggling, if it's tragic, 
uh, exposes himself, there are going to be grumbles uh, for Taylor Heineke to get on the field. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Uh, moving, moving on here. I always like to ask this question because I always find it very interesting just to see what the other side is saying. What's the temperature of the Washington football team fan base when it comes to this game in particular? How are they feeling? What would you think the confidence level is? Uh, I think that Washington football team fans are expecting a very competitive game, but a game that the Washington football team should be able to win because I think on paper, Washington football team fans are confident that on paper, this team looks better overall as a collective. Now, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, if he's healthy and can go, uh, like you mentioned, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, uh, John Bates has looked fairly good as, as a rookie tight end there. Samus Reyes uh, is, is, is a local hero, you know, with, within the DMV and within the, the football team fan base. Um, I don't know how much of an actual impact he'll have in the game, but he's a, he's a super athletic freak and has, has become a very, a very big fan favorite uh, very quickly. And then you've got Jared Patterson, undrafted free agent out of Buffalo. You know, Chargers fans might remember him. He's the he's the really short Buffalo running back who last year set an NCAA or tied an NCAA record for rushing touchdowns in the game. He had, we know a little something about short Buffalo. Yeah, running backs. he had like sixty touchdowns. I think it was six actually, but he had he had just a ton of touchdowns. A uh, really good friend with Chase Young. As soon as he went undrafted, basically Chase kind of rallied for him and then showed up to Jared's house while Ron Rivera was making the phone call to say, "Hey, we want you on the team." So Jared Patterson is literally playing for his hometown team and has just looked very impressive. So joining that running back group, there are some weapons there. And I think that when you compare the rosters, like Austin Eckler, probably more established, obviously, than a guy in, in Antonio Gibson coming into his second year. But fans feel like Antonio Gibson is more versatile, more electric. You look at the wide receivers, Keenan Allen, obviously more established than any receiver Washington has. But they feel like Terry McLaurin is kind of on that cusp. Curtis Samuel is a Swiss Army knife. Again, if he's on the field, De'Ami Brown. Uh, has looked good in limited action as a rookie as well. So I think that's where Washington fans are getting their confidence. Plus, they expect this Washington football team defense to be the best in the NFL, uh, as do the players. Okay, yeah, that's very interesting. As far as this Chargers team, when you look at this team, what concerns you about this matchup in particular? Uh, it's Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert looked, you know, ready to be an NFL quarterback beyond his years. And I know, you know, losing record and all that stuff. But I mean, uh, we, we, we mentioned it, touched on it in, in the first segment. Uh, that you and I did here, 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And I know I made the joke that, you know, Jameis Winston can never, da, da, da. but honestly, 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions is an amazing ratio for any quarterback, let alone a rookie. So the fact that yeah. Justin Herbert was able to do that in his rookie season, especially when you consider how he was thrown into the starting position in the first place, all those things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just thoroughly impressed with what Justin Herbert has already done. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he could already or could do in his second season. And then you look at the weapons around him again. I mean, Keenan Allen is is a is a safety blanket that any quarterback uh, would wish that they could have. And I mean, the Chargers defense themselves, like there's no slouch there. Like if Washington is expected to be one of the best or maybe the best defense here in the DMV, you have to put the Chargers up there, at least in that top 10, top eight, I would argue even top six or five. So if they say healthy, that's going to be the big question. But this is week one, right? So for the most part, everybody's coming in healthy. It's just a matter of staying healthy through week one. If the Chargers injury issues creep back up with Joey Bosa, Dar Darwin James, stuff like that. It's probably going to happen more towards like week three, week four, right? Than it is week one. So for this matchup specifically, the what that defense might be able to do against Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and some of these smaller weapons, because they don't really have a big wide receiver is, is concerning. Plus what Justin Herbert can do, even against his defense, Justin Herbert has shown that he is capable of performing against really staunch defenses. I mean, he, he nearly brought back those chargers, against the eventual Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And I think his starting wide receiver was like a practice squad player two weeks earlier. So, or maybe his highest produ producing wide receiver was like a practice squad player two weeks prior to that. So, I mean, this is a quarterback that is elevating his team at the same time as his team is elevating him. Yeah, it's definitely true. And the, the guy you were talking about there is Tyron Johnson. And the other one is Jalen Guyton. But you're absolutely right. These guys have very little production in the NFL before that game, really. Uh, but my last question is, is going to be this. It, one thing that absolutely cannot happen in this game if the Washington football team wants to come out with the W. Uh, Fitz tragic. I mean, <laughs> that's where we have to go yeah. with this is Fitz tragic. Like, I mean, in a, in a defensive battle, which is kind of what I'm expecting, um, I think you can't go in there and say no turnovers. Like, obviously you want no turnovers, but I would say no more than two turnovers. I think if you have two turnovers, whether it comes from Ryan Fitzpatrick himself or if it comes, you know, via a fumble or something like that, or even a tip drill interception, which I get will go into his stat box, but let's be real. Um, I think you're okay. I think you could be okay. I'll put it that way. You could still pull out a victory because I think that the Washington defense could potentially get one of those back, maybe two of those back and even the score. If they can't get it back, they'll at least be able to stop the chargers offense enough to catch up in the, in the possession race. You know what I mean? So I feel like if, if you, if Washington goes out there and turns the ball over, gives away three possessions, or more then the Chargers are probably going to come out victorious. So I would say as much as you want no turnovers, just being real about it, you just want to limit the turnovers to, I would say two or less. Yeah, no question about it. Hey, great information. This is one of the hardest working men on the lockdown podcast <sighs> network, David Harrison, make sure you guys follow him at D Harrison 82. Of course you can find me on Twitter at Drotalk SD as well. Thank you for all the information, man. This is always fun. Yeah, absolutely. David, I appreciate you too. And yeah, watch football team fans. Look, you're going to hear me say this a lot over the course of the season when we do these crossovers. If you want to be the smartest fan about your team, you need to know about your enemy. And if you want to be smart about your enemy, David Drogemeyer at DrotalkSD on Twitter and his co-host Daniel Wade, John Keeley over there at the Locked on Charge podcast should be your primary source of information in the audio format, at least at a minimum. Uh, this crossover has been great, and all these crossovers on this network today brought to you by our friends over at Locked On Bets, where betting doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get the Locked On Chargers or the Locked On Washington football team podcast on Odyssey, and free and available everywhere, David, because that's the way we do it here the Locked On Podcast Network. That's going to do it here for this Crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Guys, Chris and I will be back tomorrow. Again, find us on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, at LockedWFTPod. If you got questions or topics pertaining to the Washington football team, send them in to LockedWFTPod at gmail.com or call in and hear your voice on the show by dialing 301 615 Seven seven. Thank you all so much for joining me here today. I appreciate you dropping by, spending part of your day with me here. Again, free and available on all platforms. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. And thank you so much for joining me on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast.